At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is hour number two of Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe hanging out here at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas, my man, on a Salinas Sunday out there in Colorado where there's a lot of nervous energy there for the Stanley Cup final. We'll get into that into the third hour. But in the previous segment, we, were, we left off discussing the NFL, and we'll carry that discussion into this hour number two. And I wanted to bounce some teams off of you, James, for this most regular season wins market. Uh, a team I know that you have already bet on to win the division in the NFC East at 3-1. to one. I have bet on them to win the NFC and to win the Super Bowl. The Philadelphia Eagles are at 18-1 to one to have the most regular season wins. And I start with the Eagles because if I were to bet into this market, I think I would try to identify an NFC team just because we know the NFC is the weaker conference. And maybe one of these teams, if they have the injury luck in their favor, can maybe have an, ex- an exceptional regular season. Um, whether they win the Super Bowl or not, that's a whole other discussion for this market. But they could have an exceptional regular season where they go 13-4 and four or maybe even a 14-3. and three. What do you make of the Eagles at that price of 18-1? to one? I just think it's hard to get through the NFC. I think getting through the NFC East, that's why I bet it at 3-1 to one for them to mm-hmm. win that. I think not only because of the change that we saw with the Eagles offensively midway through the season to have the self-awareness from a coaching staff, in particular head coach Nick Sirianni, to say, look, having Hurts throw the ball 35, 40 times a game is not going to win us games. Let's play to our strengths, change our offensive identity, and pound the football. And that's what they did, and they're very physical up front. They're very physical on both sides of the football, both offensive 
offensively and defensively in the trenches. Plenty of leadership, too, on that team mm-hmm. on the interior to help the young quarterback out, obviously getting Brown and what they did uh, at the receiver position as well as what they did during the in in the midst of the draft and some free agency help at the corner spot, too. Uh, I mean, they're not a perfect team, but I think once they get into the playoffs and you saw the – if they're behind, and that's the key here, if they're behind, you get to the playoffs now, you've weeded out all the bad teams. We saw what happened to them down in Tampa in that first round of the playoffs for the Eagles and really struggled to move the football with with any consistency through the air. That's probably the challenge here because not only are you going to have to go through teams like Tampa – even Green Bay for that matter, but definitely the Rams too, defending Super Bowl champions who in my mind that roster got even better this year than what Mm -hmm. it was from last year. Uh, It's a tall order I think for me to say, yeah, the Eagles 18-1 is always a nice price, but I think I'd need more to get involved for them to go to the the Super Bowl. I just can't see them being able to be the representative for one coming from the NFC. Yeah. Uh, The Minnesota Vikings are another team that I thought could be interesting as a long shot, 40-1, to to have the most regular season wins just because we know their quarterback is the regular season champion, Kirk Cousins. He's the stat guy out there for all the fantasy football players. And also, the new head coach, I think, adds another element into this thing because we knew that the end of the Mike Zimmer tenure, that team didn't like Mike Zimmer by the time that he left there. They just needed a new voice to come in here. And Zimmer, I think, is a respected defensive mind in the game, but sometimes you just need that new voice. Kevin O'Connell coming from the Rams, if he is able to unlock that offense, which has a lot of weapons there, Dalvin Cook at running back, you have Justin Jefferson, who is one of the better receivers in the game, Adam Thielen there is a really good number two wide receiver. If they can get some things in their favor in a division that's not very difficult, we know the Packers probably taking a little bit of a step back after trading Devontae Adams, and you have the Lions still in their rebuild, the Bears doing whatever the hell they're doing there, resetting the salary cap, probably looking forward to 2023, then 2022. I think it's a manageable division, and if the schedule checks out, maybe the Minnesota Vikings able to be a team that gets a number one seed in the NFC and possibly best record in the league at 40-1. to Yeah, without having really dig- digging into their schedule yet for the Vikings, it's just, I-, I think it's got to be Cook. I mean, is that what we're going to see coming into the season where unlock Dalvin Cook and let him – be the feature player offensively because if it comes down to Cousins, I know he puts up fantasy football numbers, but a lot of times that's because they're behind. And he's put mm-hmm. themselves, hey, he has put their team in positions to be behind, right? And so now they've got to play catch up a lot of times because of his poor decision making. I know there have been some definitely some some changeover in the secondary for this Vikings team. A few holdovers there defensively for them within that front seven, but I, I don't I don't know if I this offensive line is very young, and I think that's probably the biggest concern for me for Minnesota is the offensive line. You're going to have to coach them up. Has that happened? Does that mean that that can't happen? Does that mean that the new coaching staff coming in, it's going to take them some time just as a new staff coming in to get to know your team? Um, doesn't mean that they can't figure those things out. We talked about Philadelphia last year and the change and the, the time that it took for Sirianni to have to get to know his team and recognize what he had to work with and change his approach there. I, I think that's, you know, allow yourself some humility to be able to do that Well, we see the same thing with the Vikings. I think the strength of the team needs to be rushing the football. The more you can take the ball out. I know he's got weapons to throw to, but the more you can take the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands Mm -hmm. and be able to move the football on the ground with Dalvin Cook, and they got some depth at the the tailback spot too. I just don't know if – I just don't trust this offensive line. It's a young offensive line. We just haven't seen it perform. doesn't mean that they can't, but I need to see it first before I'm willing to put uh, put a wager on it. 
Well, I think that's a great transition there, James, talking about what you want to see from the Minnesota Vikings on the ground. And we'll just to continue our and begin our discussion, I should say, on the would you rather edition here in the NFL, NFL running backs. And the comparison, the comparison that we have here for you to, to dive into, James, is one Dalvin Cook, Minnesota Vikings running back, and Cleveland Browns running back Nick Chubb. Which of these ball carriers would you rather have if you were running an NFL team? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I, I can't just look at the player because I have to look at the situation, too, and mm-hmm. look at the if it's if it's offensive line. I mean, I like both players. I think Dalvin Cook's definitely a, an option, not only rushing the football, but receiving the ball as well. Multiple multiple threat option there. Uh, with Dalvin Cook, but I need to see it behind this offensive line, and that's the key for me is when you look at the offensive line for the Cleveland Browns, I mean, that's a very physical. It's one of the best offensive lines in the National Football League, especially when it comes to the physicality up front of rushing the football. I mean, you've got some dogs up on that offensive line, and and when you have Chubb back there to be – he's Chubb's one of those guys that just – will get better. I know it's weird we say this with certain running backs, but they get stronger as the game goes on. I think it's more so they're being who they are. It's You're just pounding the hell out of your opponent and they're starting to feel that attrition and fatigue from having to play the run game as much as they're having to do. And then somebody like Chubb who initiates contact and is so strong the way that he is, um, yeah, he has to split time and carries, especially on third down with Hunt. And sometimes they just split series. So I'm not talking about numbers here, talking mm-hmm. more so as far as the impact goes. I mean, the impact with Dalvin Cook, if you fully unlock him and allow him to be the player he is off full three downs each and every series where he can catch the football with and make plays in open space that way. But for me, I'd probably chub because I like the situation more, even though the quarterback position is a complete mess right now for the Cleveland Browns, a huge question mark going into the 2022 season. But behind that offensive line, absolutely give me chub because of the situation he's in with a tremendous offensive line. Yeah, I I think Nick Chubb might be the best pure runner. I don't don't know if he's the best running back in the NFL, but he might be the best pure runner because his contact balance, his vision, his strength, and and the speed also to hit those home runs as well. Uh, He's he's what you want from a running back perspective, and it's one of the reasons why Cleveland, in addition to the offensive line, has had a really good running game going on about three years now. Now, Dalvin Cook, I think, adds the extra element of the passing game, and I'm interested to see how Kevin O'Connell uses Dalvin Cook out of the backfield as a receiver. I can almost see him almost similar to what the Saints do with Alvin Kamara there, using him on those Texas routes and getting him out in space against linebackers and also using him on the wide zone stuff that they uh, have run really well out there in Minnesota. To me, it's it's splitting hairs here because I don't think you can go wrong with either of these guys, Dalvin Cook or Nick Chubb here. From a health standpoint, I think Chubb is the guy that I can trust to stay a little bit more healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, Dalvin Cook is getting banged up here and there. Uh, Chubb missed a couple games too last year as well, but he missed a game for COVID, I believe, uh, last year. But um, I think from a health standpoint, I think I would lean more towards Chubb. So I don't even know if I could pick the between the two guys because I think they're just – I love both of them. I love their styles. I think they're both elite running backs. And I think whoever one you have in your backfield, you're going to be pretty satisfied with the production that they get out there with Chubb, 1,200 rushing yards, 5.5 per carry. Uh, Dalvin Cook there, 4.7 yards per carry. But I think that mainly had to do with the offensive line situation out there in Minnesota and playing from behind and uh, not as having as many advantageous opportunities – 
getting 1,100 rushing yards there. Uh, maybe you want a little bit more touchdowns from a guy like Dalvin Cook. Uh, these running backs, it's interesting because the value of the position is not high from an analytical standpoint. But when you handicap, how much do you factor in a running back being on an offense? And if they were to miss a game, how much are these guys, these elite tier running backs, worth to the point spread? I, I mean, I think it depends on, so if we're talking about Chubb there in Cleveland, I mean, you have Hunt back there, and they have some depth mm -hmm. as well as running the football, and there's a lot of guys, and Chubb's a tremendous runner, like you said, but there's a lot of guys that can step in and fill that role behind that type of offensive line, so I, yeah. I have to factor in not just the player, but also the system and, and his the team around him, and also what is the identity of that team, and I think for a team like Cleveland, Cleveland, we know exactly what that identity is going to be. We've seen that. We saw the big drastic change with Stefanski that he made when he took over that offense and that team a couple of years ago, really committing this team to the running game. I just think on the other side, whether it's Dalvin Cook or the Minnesota Vikings or any particular player, it always starts up front for me. Anytime I'm looking at, at breaking down and, and getting involved, betting a game in the NFL, I start at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. It starts with the offensive line and the matchup versus their opponent's defensive line and vice versa. It always starts in the trenches for me. And and so that's that always factors into my handicap. So as far as one particular player, not so much in my mind to the point spread, but as far as the identity of a team and that player's impact within that identity, that definitely has an impact for me. Yeah, it's tough in Cleveland because if Nick Chubb were to miss the game, Kareem Hunt is very capable of being a running back. And yes. even, too, in Minnesota when uh, Alexander Madison was behind Dalvin yeah. Cook there, Alexander Madison proved to be a pretty productive running back there out of Boise State to where it wasn't a big drop-off. Even though these guys are elite-tier players, the drop-off wasn't that big from what their backups were doing as well from a production standpoint. So it's always difficult because when you see those notifications of running back out, you want to go run and make a bet or you want to bet against a team, but it's like you always have to take Take a deep breath, take a step back and say, okay, who's the backup? Because that's the true worth is the starter to the backup. It's not just this guy being an elite player. On the other side, we'll continue this comparison there with Would You Rather, Elijah Mitchell of the Niners or Joe Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted out specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. So visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe hanging out here at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out in Colorado. James, let's continue our would-you-rather running back edition in the NFL. And the comparison we have here is 49ers running back Elijah Mitchell and Cincinnati Bengals running back Joe Mixon. Which running back would you rather have? Joe Mixon. That's pretty simple to me. I mean, we've seen it. We've, we have we haven't seen Elijah Mitchell. He's a rookie last year and only played in 11 games. I think he fits perfectly what Shanahan wants to run with that, with their, with their zone read and that, and the RPO, depending on if it's Lance, that's going to be out there with Elijah Mitchell. I think he's the perfect fit for San Francisco in their style of, in their, in their running style. But we just haven't seen it from Mitchell as far as his ability to be in a rookie and then stay healthy for another. I think you see with Joe Mixon, um, he was he was really before Burrow came over to that team. He was carrying that team. That was a bad football team. Mm-hmm. That's why they got the number one pick a couple of years back. And it's been a bad offensive line. It was a bad offensive line last year. They've done a lot. They've really revamped that offensive line, especially from the center to the right side positions. Uh, it's a different offensive line. You know that Chase is going to take the top off the defense. Higgins is no slouch either in the passing game. They're only going to get better throwing the ball down the field, and you're not going to be, as an opponent, be able to have a box safety consistently to stop the running game. And then Mixon is also a threat. I think he needs more targets in the passing game, and I think you'll see that this year. He's, he's a very versatile player in the backfield, and I think you're going to see him be utilized more within this offense because there's going to be a lot of opportunities, especially in the passing game, for Mixon to make plays. Uh, So for me, uh, we've seen it out of Joe Mixon both in bad times and then last year in good times, and he really had a terrific season last year. I think it only gets better for Mixon, and 
for for Mitchell. Yeah, perfect fit, like I said. But the question mark is going to be, well, if it's Lance, you're going to see more. You're going to see more stack boxes. Mm -hmm. I probably saw stack boxes regardless, even if it was Garoppolo back there, not a threat yeah. to to get, to make big plays over the top. But Mitchell just needs to he needs to stay healthy, and he's a first year player now going into his second year. Just haven't seen it from the young fella. Yeah, and, and to me, it's Joe Mixon as well here uh, for this 1,200 rushing yards last year, the most rushing touchdowns he had in his career last year as well with 13. And I think the thing that what makes me confident about Joe Mixon is that he already produced the 1,000-yard uh, rushing seasons before Joe Burrow arrived in Cincinnati. So he's proven that he can be productive without having a top-tier quarterback also in that offense. And the one thing, too, with Elijah Mitchell to where I would like to see more, it's because we've seen these running backs and with this Kyle Shanahan and even his dad, Mike Shanahan, it, you could put a nameless, faceless person, and as long as they can run at least a 4-5 or, or faster – they're probably going to be productive in that scheme there. They do such a terrific job of designing these run lanes to where I think that a lot of guys can be productive in the 49ers offense. So it's not a knock against Elijah Mitchell. He's the guy that's doing it right now, almost 1,000 yards in his rookie season. But I think that there's more guys that can be productive in that system than there are in the Cincinnati Bengals system there, even though Joe Burrow is the quarterback and they have a weapon like Jamar Chase and all the other pass catchers they have out there in Cincinnati. Well, and for San Francisco, you've have, you're having some transition on their offensive line as well, but big question marks at the quarterback spot, and that's always going to be, you know, for, for Mitchell, a young player that can be coached, obviously, because he is learning. It's, it's all about being patient enough to recognize and read the cutback against mm -hmm. with that type of zone run game and and that's what he's shown and so that's why Shanahan when he was healthy when when Mitchell was healthy he was definitely going to be the featured player on that offense he and Samuel combined and I think that's where because of the injuries you saw a lot more of Debo Samuel getting into the backfield too well what does that mean now going into this season for Elijah Mitchell in that running game less touches I mean you're going to continue to to expand what Debo Samuel can do both in the passing game and rushing the football. So yeah, I think for for Elijah Mitchell, he just he's the right guy when it comes to having the patience to be to to read the zone, to recognize the cut and to to be coached and to, if that's what it takes and a lot of times that's the the coaching staff and we've seen that you talked about it both with with Mike Shanahan here in Denver, especially mm -hmm. in the 90s run that they made. Uh, but you also had a hell of a quarterback and a Hall of Fame quarterback there in John Elway that would keep those that, that secondary, those linebackers and that box safety honest yeah. to stay over the top. Not going to get that there in San Francisco, I think, regardless of who the quarterback is going into 2022. Yeah, I mean, we even saw it when Jake Plummer was the quarterback out there in Denver yeah. as well. I mean, yep. they, I mean, Clinton Portis was a really good running back, but they had all these guys that would come in and then just be really productive there under Mike Shanahan. And we've seen his son, Kyle Shanahan, take that similar running game and has taken it wherever he's been, in, in Atlanta and Cleveland, wherever he's gone. They've had elite rushing offenses just because of what they've been able to do from a scheme standpoint. But from a macro Cincinnati Bengals standpoint, we both lean towards Joe Mixon as the better running back between he and Elijah Mitchell. The Bengals' win total over at BetMGM is sitting at 9.5. The juice is on the over at minus 115. This team made it to the Super Bowl last year, won the AFC. Do you think this Bengals team is being a little disrespected by the betting market? Well, I think you know, this is a team that's still – now they've got to handle success. And they were the underdog last year and coming up and – 
I don't know whether you want to call it sneaking up on teams or mm-hmm. sometimes the and the Bengals have been for such a long time that team if outside of your division that uh, some you can that's the flat spot on the schedule. Oh, we yeah. got the Bengals coming up next week. Who are we playing the week after? And that is the, <laughs> that has been the flat. They're not going to be the flat spot for any team this year. They are going to have everybody's attention. But I think a team a player like Joe Burrow and what we've seen out of that offense and the fact that they addressed the offensive line. We saw just how part of it was on Burrow just holding the ball, the competitor that he is. Mm -hmm. holding the ball for as long as he did back in the pocket to try to make uh, and compete on each and every play and I think that's as part of his that's as part of his competitive makeup that's how the kid is he'll learn there's times you can just throw the ball away and live to play another series but the fact now that you've got to handle success but I think Burrow is just he he's been successful at each level and has high expectations as a competitor and as a winner so I, I, you, you, they're going to get everybody's best shot, but if you dig into their schedule, I mean, it's it's not going to be an easy schedule to start no. the season. I think within the division, to me, it's a two-team race within that division. And and I was actually, I'll talk about this now. We were, I was looking at a few different. I don't make a lot of futures bets when it comes to the NFL. We talked about the injuries and all those kind of things that mm-hmm. factor into it, but also. As a contest player, for me, I don't like to have a lot of different futures that potentially even even subconsciously get in the way of how I might start p- making selections throughout the course of a full 17-week yeah. season, 18-week, however long the season is now when it comes to the contest. Um, but to me, in, in that AFC North, it's a two-team race, and I think it's the Ravens and the Bengals. I think it's going to implode on the Browns. Pittsburgh's going through a complete transition offensively with their young offensive line. Quarterback position, Trubisky's not going to be. He's just a, a stopgap there. Two-team race to me, Ravens-Bengals. And so I was looking at a couple of different scenarios where rather than betting whether it was the Ravens or the Bengals to win the division – and these are, in my mind, these are pretty good odds where I think it's just a two-team race. You can get the Ravens first. So it's basically this this type of exacta. Ravens, Bengals, one and two, or Bengals, Ravens, one and two. Both of those are plus 450. So you Ooh. have to put two bets in to do that. But plus 450 in a division that I think squarely is going to be a two-team race, yeah, you're going to sacrifice one of those. But as long as, regardless of whichever way they come in in this, in this Quinella to say, Plus 350 is your return. I don't think Pittsburgh's had any chance to win that division. And I think the Browns, like I talked about, it's a distraction all season long. I know Watson's going to have a hearing, disciplinary hearing coming up this Mm -hmm. week. I don't think that's going to go favorably. I don't think there's going to be a judgment on Deshaun Watson this week, but they are going to make it real clear where they're headed and start dealing with the appellate process. I don't know if and when he plays in 2022, but to me, Ravens, Bengals first and second, or Bengals, Ravens first and second, plus 450 each, that is a bet I'm going to be making. Yeah, no, I like that you brought that up there because that's another way to just attack this thing and to fade the Cleveland Browns because a lot of people yes. are going to bet the under on their season win total. And we'll get into Deshaun Watson in the next segment there because I think that's a perfect transition to talk about what's going to be coming up this week for Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. But as a way to bet against Cleveland, because right now you see plus money prices, maybe you might be able to find one on them to miss the playoffs, but those have really been gobbled up. Now you're having to lay juice if you want to bet on the Browns to miss the playoffs or if you want to bet them to go up under their win total. I believe a win total is posted here in town at Circa, but nowhere else in the market. But 
Kudos to you for finding another way to go about doing that. Now, you're exposed a little bit to the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I agree with you that I don't think that they're going to win the division or even finish second place in that division, barring injuries to Baltimore or Cincinnati. Uh, Pittsburgh with the rookie quarterback with Kenny Pickett there, Mitch Trubisky, the veteran guy. I think they'll be competitive, but I don't know if they're going to be really the challenger to either Cincinnati or Baltimore. So barring injury, I think you're set up really well out there in the AFC North. They're taking plus 450 on those exact as Bay Bengals first place, Baltimore second place, or Baltimore first place, Bengals second place there. So kudos to you, James. Whenever you lock those bets in, we always love to attack the market in different ways. On the other side, we'll talk to Sean Watson and the Cleveland Browns and also wrap up Would You Rather NFL Running Back Edition. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VEASAN daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets, email every edition of Point Spread Weekly. Use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it. Cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America. Femi Bebefe here hanging out at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas in Colorado. James, we're going to continue this Would You Rather discussion. Our final comparison here, player to player. Would You Rather running back edition. And it's New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara and Los Angeles Chargers running back Austin Eckler, which running back would you rather have? Well, I'll take Eckler for the first six games of the season, Femi, because <laughs> we know that Kamara is not going to be available for the first six. <laughs> at, at least that's that's what it's expected to be. Uh, but aside from that, I mean, it's Kamara. I mean, he's a tremendous player both ways, right? He's such a threat in the passing game, uh, let alone being able to run. And I think there there's better ways to get him involved in the passing game to get outside, get him locked into, get him locked into some linebackers in coverage where he's just such a creative, he's such a, a explosive player. Once he puts his foot on the turf or in the dirt mm-hmm. and, and can make plays in the passing game, but I think the other side for Eckler here is. How much are we going to see Austin Eckler in this pass in this lineup for this Chargers team? I mean, this is a team that they've they've definitely improved that offensive line over the last couple of years. But this team is built to throw the football. They didn't. We, what we've seen out of Justin Herbert and his ability to make all the throws in this league and the arm that he has and the bigs that he has out there to throw the football too. It's a big targets to fire that ball to are they really going to be looking to well we got to get Eckler involved let's continue let's get the running <laughs> rushing game going that's just going to be by default just every once in a while try to keep those safeties honest outside from that I mean Eckler is he's a fine player too but when it comes to the impact not only on the game for that that Kamara has but also the impact and the importance to his team absolutely it's Alvin Kamara for me yeah, and I think it's Kamara for me as well. But you look at Eckler, the touchdowns from last year. I mean, my goodness, 20 touchdowns total last year. 12 rushing and 8 receiving. But it's Kamara. Um, I, he's just one of the complete running backs there. Really good runner, an elite wide receiver. Does well in pass protection as well. Um, but it's interesting because Kamara, as much as we talk about him in the class of the top tier running backs, has never had a 1,000-yard rushing season. The most rushing yards he's had in a year, 932 in 2020. Uh, Now, he's used as a versatile weapon, but it's a little surprising that he's never been able to put together a 1,000-yard receiver 
1,000-yard season, I should say, on the ground. Now, do you think that we're starting to see, because Kamara last year only played in 13 games, missed four of them. He's only played a full slate of games since his rookie year, so he hasn't done that since then. Do you think we're going to start to see a little bit of the decline there of these running backs to start to play in the years six, seven, and eight? Because the running back position is not for long here in this league. Uh, what do you make of Kamara going forward there? Because we're both high on him, but eventually that clock strikes for these running backs. Well, now you just Peyton's not there with New Orleans anymore, so the Taysom is the Taysom Hill experiment gone, taking all of his touches. One would think putting, <laughs> you would think so, and now we get more. But we'll, we'll see, we'll see. That's the one piece we just don't know. When anytime you have a coaching change, you can you can ex- try to project out what you might see, but those things can change. I just I revert back to Philadelphia and the Eagles last year and Sirianni thinking he's going to come in and have this explosive passing game and not going to work, not with Hurts back there throwing the football as a young player and and the targets that they had last year and changing the identity of their offense midseason. Well, just because we project out what we think they're going to do doesn't mean that they don't have the the self-awareness to be able to make those changes midseason. What will we see out of the Saints? And I think that's been the impact for Kamara there with New Orleans is the fact that, I mean, he's not this, he's not going to be this between the tackles kind of guy who is going to go and bang. And not that he's looking for the sideline. There's times where he will get to the sideline. Mm-hmm. Kamara's not looking to initiate contact. He's not afraid of contact. He can be a physical runner when necessary, but he's looking to get make plays out in space. And, you know, we had Drew Brees there in the passing game that the Saints had previously when Brees was definitely outside of the last year of his uh, of his career. Uh, That was a pass heavy offense for sure. And then you'd see the packages coming in with Taysom Hill and the experiment that Peyton just continued to hang on to for such a long time there in New Orleans. Well, that now that that is gone and there's some issues on the offensive line, some transition on the offensive line for sure for the New Orleans Saints. So and uh, you couple the fact that we're probably not going to see Kamara for at least the first six games of the season due to the suspension. Yeah, Yeah, the numbers aren't going to be there for Kamara, but the impact that he has for that offense and really the impact for the game plan for their opponents from a week-to-week basis when he's out there, he's the first player that each opponent defensively is going to key on for preparation during the week. Yeah, we haven't heard much about Alvin Kamara on a potential suspension front because it feels like the NFL has been so occupied with the whole Deshaun Watson thing out there in Cleveland. And and you sort of hinted at it as a way to fade the Cleveland Browns in the last segment, betting the two exactas during the AFC North, Ravens first place, Bengals second place, Bengals first place, Ravens second place, both of those prices plus 450. You haven't bet them yet there, but you're, those are something that you're looking at betting I did. here in the oh, – I, you, I, I bet I bet him during the break, so I Boom, put two units on each one of those. So <laughs> I have made those plays. I did it during our break, so those are locked in. They're ready to go. And man. it is, in a sense, fading the Cleveland Browns and their whole situation with Deshaun Watson, but also the fact that I think for the Bengals, yeah, everybody's going to give them their best shot. Uh, but this is a team that has gotten better. That roster has gotten better, in particular on the offensive line. That's always key for me. And we saw the impact despite a poor offensive line that that Burrow had with that offense, along with Mixon and all the other weapons that they have there. And I just think the Ravens, there's, can't, I just can't imagine they have another year of just the, yeah. the injury the, the injury bug that hit them so deeply before the season even started. So to me, it's a two-team race. So, yep, I did do that during the break. Boom, firing during the break. That's what our guy does on a Salinas Sunday. We're firing, folks. We talk these things out, and we end up firing. But from a Deshaun Watson standpoint here, because the reports are that the disciplinary hearing is going to take place on Tuesday. Now, we don't know if a verdict is going to be 
taken right. from that. I mean, I'm sure eventually later on in the week, maybe we'll find out what the actual suspension ends up being for Deshaun Watson. But uh, this from Mark Maskey over at the Washington Post is an NFL reporter. The disciplinary ruling in this case will be made by Sue L. Robinson, a former U.S. District Judge. She is going to be the one that the NFL and the NFLPA have appointed, so she will make the decision on what Watson, if she, he should face the suspension, and will, I'm sure, likely recommend how long a suspension should be. Now, there's reports that are coming out that the NFL is looking for an indefinite suspension or maybe even a year-long suspension, one of the two there. So it sounds like Watson is going to be gone for quite a bit of time. It's just a matter of when and no longer a matter of if here for him and for the Cleveland Browns this every week it continues to look like more and more of a disaster after trading all those assets and paying all that money for Deshaun Watson here to where it sounds like he's not going to be around for 2022 at least here James and maybe if it's an indefinite suspension maybe it leaks into 2023 as well it potentially could I mean you're going to suspend Calvin Ridley for for a full year for, for fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, for parlays, we got to talk to we got to talk to him about putting in those four or five team parlays, whatever he's putting in there. But he's just doing it for fun, right? A nickel to him is that's that's like five dollars. You know, exactly. So for him, he's just having a good time doing it while he's on the injured list and did not bet against his team. I mean. It, I know they're two totally separate situations, mm -hmm. so I don't want to make light of the fact that he was yeah. betting on the NFL. And they, all players know, absolutely not. There is no betting on the National Football League, regardless of the the amount and the small amounts. And the, you, there wasn't any impact to his team because he was not playing during that time. But So don't want to discount that. It's, it's clearly within the protocol for players not to do so. But I think on the other side, the, the severity of what's going on with Watson. And then you have to look at the culture of what's going on in this country right now. And the, we talk about mm -hmm. the Supreme Court ruling, all these kind of things going on now. Yeah. Do you want to be the NFL to say, well, you know, we'll be another institution that devalues women and, and we'll just continue these misogynistic practices like we're dealing with Dan Snyder and the Washington football team. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a wreck right now. I think that has to factor in to this as well, that they're going to make a stance on this when it comes to how players conduct themselves in that respect off the field. Yeah, and it says here from Mark Maskey out of the Washington Post that the NFL will argue to Sue Robinson that Deshaun Watson violated the personal conduct policy and deserves an indefinite suspension of at least one year, sources say. NFLPA is expected to argue for much less severe discipline, perhaps no suspension at all, but we know the NFLPA, their whole thing is we've got to protect the players regardless of what is being alleged and what is being accused of. They're always going to take the side of the players since they're paid by the players. They're part of the union, and if Robinson rules that Watson did not violate the conduct policy, the case is done. But if Robinson uh, rules that she that he did violate that policy, she can impose disciplinary measures. Either the NFL or NFLPA can appeal to Roger Goodell or his designee. So Goodell, it's not like the previous CBA where Goodell was the person that heard the initial uh, hearing, then also the appeal as well. This will go over to Sue L. Robinson, who was appointed by the NFL and the NFLPA. And if there is an appeal, which I'm sure a lot of people would anticipate there would be an appeal, that would then be heard by Roger Goodell there. But it sounds like from reading all the tea leaves, the hearing comes out Tuesday. We'll see what comes of it later on in the week there. Maybe it's something like a Thursday or Friday news dump there before the 4th of July weekend. That's what I've speculated for about a month now. It looks like it's setting up to be something like that. But it sounds like we're going to get a conclusion on this Sean Watson thing in Cleveland very, very soon. On the other side, are we going to get a conclusion in San Francisco? We ask that question next. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and value perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. So sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe hanging out here 
at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out there in Colorado moving markets on a Sunday in June in the NFL futures market. James, just to get the folks updated, uh, a couple segments ago you mentioned how you were eyeing a bet on an exacta for the AFC North, a 1-2 finish. They're Ravens to finish first place, Bengals to finish second place, and also Bengals to finish first place, Ravens to finish second place. Both of those prices over at BetMGM plus 450. You updated us. Let us know that in the break. You bet that. And now we have a shift in the market. Why don't you explain to the folks what you have seen on your screen out there in Colorado? Yeah, they both have moved now to $4 as opposed to 450 Each one are still identical, plus 400 But So I got them both at plus the 450 and didn't take long. I put two units on each one, put two dimes on each one. Um, it didn't have this whole spin. It got pushed through pretty mm-hmm. quickly, and then the market moved. Then the prices moved after I made the play. So, yeah, thank you for actually adjusting the market after the fact that you took the bet as opposed to doing it <laughs> yeah. within the bet at said certain places. And uh-huh. we've, we've talked about that extensively. But here, yes, this was through the bet MGA. But I haven't seen this. I, I haven't seen this anywhere else. And it's probably is. There's so many operators yeah. out here. I don't dig through all 20-plus operators to try to find. I don't have accounts with all of those. Some of these are such ham, and agar, uh, such ham and agar outlets that are out here in Colorado. I don't go through all of them. There's a, a stack of about five or six that I pretty much have a, uh, that I search through. But here, I didn't find that type of that type of prop, I guess we could say, or exacta for the for this market anywhere else, and that's where I was able to find it here at BetMGM and made the bet, and it has changed accordingly. But it changed after I made those yes. plays, so they accepted my bet and then moved the market from there. Which is the proper way to conduct business. <laughs> they take the bet, yes. take in the information from the better, and then adjust your odds accordingly. Um, I, I, I like, I, like as you mentioned, you explained that bet to me, and I really liked it as a way to potentially fade the Cleveland Browns. We talked about the Browns in the last segment, all the Deshaun Watson stuff, his hearing coming up here on a Tuesday. So um, I think it's a really creative way to go ahead and do that versus just betting them to miss the playoffs or betting their season win total under because you're not going to get as big of those plus money prices that you have locked in. Now there's a little uncertainty to it as well. Pittsburgh Steelers are still hanging out there. Um, if for some reason the Ravens or the Bengals get a bad injury that hurts their season of course nothing is a lock but you have at least set yourself up pretty well here preseason in the AFC North in the NFC West the San Francisco 49ers James are an intriguing team made it to the NFC championship game a year ago were a couple bad plays away from possibly going to a Super Bowl there against the Cincinnati Bengals could have been the Niners in that game and the Niners right now have the quarterback conundrum sitting there with their team as we enter into training camp about a month away from today. Right now, Trey Lance is the projected starter to be the quarterback for the Niners. Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster, carrying a $24 million cap hit, I believe it is. Um, And right now, it's can they trade Jimmy Garoppolo? That's the story for this team. And there seems to be not many suitors for Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, he's dealing with the shoulder injury that he suffered there late in the season. He had the surgery. He's probably going to be able to throw here in a few weeks. We'll see what that timeline is looking like. But does it surprise you that the Niners haven't been able to find a trade suitor here for Jimmy G? Not exactly. The price point, for one, 
with Garoppolo and then the fact that he's coming off the shoulder surgery. And you, until you actually see it, are you willing to invest in a player that you? we know what he, he's reached his ceiling? And I think his ceiling was met with a very fortunate situation there in San Francisco with the impact of the running game that's there and takes so much pressure off Garoppolo to have to be the consistent playmaker in the passing game because they are so adept at rushing the football or the 49ers. And then you saw the emergence last year and the creativity that Shanahan had putting in Debo Samuel making plays for Debo both in the passing and the rushing game and get Elijah Mitchell back in the fold. Hopefully he stays healthier than what he did last year because I think he's a tremendous running back within that system that it takes a lot of pressure off Garoppolo to have to make the throws. But, you know, there, there's not a whole lot out there to begin with. But I, I understand it from a team's perspective from – forget the contract just the, the fact that you just don't know and it's hard to tell when you're talking about throwing the football already limited was Garoppolo as far as the where he could throw the ball at different levels down the field and now coming off a surgery and the injury got to be big question marks so does it surprise me that no team has has bit on the Garoppolo a potential trade no nah, it doesn't surprise me at all and here's a quote from, from Kyle Shanahan here on Jimmy Garoppolo. This is from Cam Inman, a Bay Area reporter there, covers the 49ers. And it says, I expect at some time he'll be traded, but it's not a guarantee. It went on hold when surgery happened. The not a guarantee part to me, and that's probably just negotiating through the media, I'd imagine, because they don't want to let teams know that, hey, we're going to trade him regardless, and we're just waiting for an offer because right. you're never going to get a good offer there. But do you see a scenario in which Jimmy G is on the team during week one? Uh, to me, it's, it'd be wild to think about after all the assets that they gave up for Trey Lance in the draft a couple years ago, but maybe that's how this thing ends up playing out. Well, I mean, Garoppolo, they made it to, and not because Garoppolo played a great game during the playoff run for the 49ers, missed some big throws, missed some throws against the Cowboys, even though they were able to still yeah. win that football game. Yeah, he kept the Cowboys but, in the football game. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. But he, they've been to the NFC Championship with him. They've been to the Super Bowl with him. Would have won a Super Bowl if he uh, hit Emmanuel Sanders in stride over the top late in that game against the Kansas City Chiefs. So the opportunities have been there for him, hasn't made those opportunities, but this team is still Still, because of this roster and how that the identity of that offense is shaped to pound the football consistently on the ground, that I guess the biggest factor is Trey Lance. And mm -hmm. talked about his finger being injured last year. Well, you know, everybody's banged up and injured, and you got to play through that and still make plays. They moved up. That to me, it's a bigger piece. Is did the 49ers make a mistake? And in this mm. day and age now, Femi, you get drafted that high, especially you give it the draft capital to move up to go get a quarterback, and he's not your starting quarterback during the regular during the the first year, and still on the fence about whether he's going to be the starter this year. I mean, I don't know. I I I, I it kind of wouldn't really surprise me if Garoppolo is still on this roster. Uh, depending on what he looks like coming out of his injury, because I just I just don't feel like Shanahan and the 49ers offense is com really comfortable right now with the development that we've seen. We haven't seen much from Trey Lance development-wise, and I don't know yeah. if they're comfortable. At what What is going to happen in the offseason? All of a sudden now he's ready to step in and be your starter when that was not the case last year. And this is where I think every time I – have this discussion I always come back to if you weren't sure why did you trade all of those assets to go up and get him because you cannot go on year two of Trey Lance in my opinion 
and still not know what he is. Like, he has to start just out of principle after all the things that you gave up to acquire him because eventually you're going to want to know, is this guy good enough for us to pay him? That's a conversation and a question that they're going to have to answer in two, maybe three years from now. And looking at their odds and their betting profile, they're 14-1 to to win the Super Bowl, even though we all think that Trey Lance is probably going to be the starter. It's plus 650 to win the NFC, plus 190 to win the division there to make the playoffs. You're laying minus 225. So this is seen as a playoff team as almost a lock and a legitimate Super Bowl contender. If Trey Lance is the quarterback of this San Francisco 49ers team, can you go that far in making that sort of assumption? I can't. I can't because we haven't seen it. We just haven't seen what Trey Lance might be if he is that starter come week one. And there just wasn't enough to go off of from last year. And we really didn't see much in college. He wasn't playing at a big program yeah. to begin with. Was that Division Two that he was playing in? And, and didn't really see much of him in college. So there's just not a lot to go off of here. But I think for the identity of that football team, it was already a run-first offense for sure with Garoppolo behind center it's going to be even more heavy now that's the one dynamic that Lance does bring is we know that he has he's very fleet of foot he has got great speed and great athletic ability to be able to rush the football and I think that adds a a, a new a different dimension by far than what Garoppolo does complete pocket passer there for the 49ers definitely puts some pressure on opposing defenses to have to prepare week in and week out when you have that style of rushing attack not only for how well San Francisco rushes the ball from the tailback spot and Samuel as well and now you factor in Lance I think that's the that's the complicated part for teams having to prepare is being dealing with a team that is going to rush the ball what, 80% of the time if it's Trey Lance <laughs> being a quarterback of that team. And it's why I thought Trey Lance should have played more in 2021. Now, I know that it worked out for them going all the way to the NFC title game with Jimmy Garoppolo, but Trey Lance has not played a full season of football since 2019. That is not going to bode well for a quarterback's development here as we enter the 2022 season. On the other side, we start our number three on the diamond. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.